Now, those of you, it's 11 minutes to 11, those of you with long memories will remember the Pull Yourself Together Party, founded by one Gary McCormick. He plugged it relentlessly, failed to win a seat, and is now banging on the door to get back in the programme. Actually, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> thank you so much. Because you know what happened in that last hour. Did somebody tell you? Well, there's a whole lot of things happened. I rushed into town because it was yeah. an emergency. And, and then it it suddenly an Tim Minchin turned up. I know, well, I, I'm just a guy who carries the oranges. That's Thank okay. Thank you. That's he right. slept in. And his alarm failed to go off or he didn't remember to set the alarm. I don't want to hear his excuses. You know. And uh, what, he was asleep one minute before he started talking to us. Right. Could okay. you do that? Could you wake up like that? Well, I wouldn't because I respect you too much. Thank That's you. The between Tim and myself. <laughs> I Thank was here you. waiting outside in the car park for the last hour and a half, so oh. keen to talk to you. Um, but that's okay. We can put that behind us. Um, now, there what's are, this uh, karaoke nonsense? Right. Well, now, that's interesting because I've got three lawyers sitting with me to record this conversation. I heard you say that you never sang karaoke never. with me until dawn. Okay. How many witnesses do you need? Does the name Hammond Gamble mean anything to you? Was he there? Blues singer. He was Good there. Is what Susan Gamble. Was she there? She was there. Does the name Tavistock Hotel by Pukarau mean anything to you? Not a lot. Does the sound of clanging arms on a <laughs> What did we crossing... sing? What did we sing? Well, that's the point. Hammond and I spent about an hour <laughs> trying I, uh, No, no, I know what I sang. I channeled Willie Nelson. It was exceptional. Hammond sang the blues. Well, it's easy to do Willie Nelson because Willies can't sing, right? I mean, I could do... <laughs> Wow. Now, don't, don't criticise anybody else at this point okay. because you're on the back foot and I'm too smart for this. Marion Faithful is what pre- I could do. <laughs> yes, you could it's about now. it. It's about the no, limit. Back in the day, I think it was just Shania Twain or something. But the good thing is I've got the witnesses lined up. You did. We were woken up by the stupid alarm bells on the crossing below us and so we assembled. We set up the PA in the bar. There was no one else in the whole hotel and we sang karaoke till dawn. Now, Obviously, you can't remember. So the reason I'm here this morning, can I take your arm and take you out in the garden? Yeah, no, Ms. do. Leave Ms. me Mess out the garden And just path. go through your, your path. Good Would you Lord. give you a vanilla wine biscuit? Because well, you obviously don't remember. You would have to write the memoir, Gaza, because I have no recall of any of this at all. Well, that's the good reason to be here, because I want to go through a few things. <laughs> Not only was the Pull Yourself Together party, which I think came from a lunch we had in... Courtney Place with a lovely uh, writer, producer, was it Timothy? I may have forgotten. He Tim O'Brien. Tim O'Brien, Tim yes, he was O'Brien. He gave me the idea, and I did give him credit. I think I paid him about $200 for intellectual property rights. I and think you might have slipped him a few dollars for this idea. I remember that. <laughs> that is true. And but Tim then, O'Brien, he's in L.A. now. I, I knew he was due, he was due to go to glamorous places. He yeah. just had that talent. Mm-hmm. But then, thereafter, I think I came up with the idea of the Bluebird Caffarina on National Radio Mornings when I was in Gisborne and I had a blue combi band. I was surfing every day, and I used to phone in on a, of a Thursday and um, and tell the story about this fictitious uh, cafe in a small town in New Zealand. I think we did that for about two years. Now that predated me because you no, used to- you were there. Well, you also no, but wait. You also used to talk to Maggie Barry about the Bluebird Caffarina. I did. did I did, and you're right. Ah. It spilled over. And what what touched me was that was honestly the thing that touched me most in terms of feedback 
which I'm a bit sensitive about, like Tim, um, is that it, the farmers used to, to phone me and, and send me letters in those days saying how they used to stop the tractor at a quarter to 11 to listen to the bluebird Katharina because it, it, it had some resonance with them. And so, I, you know, I think that the wonderful thing about radio has been over many years, and your part in it being an enormous part of it, a critical part of it, has been it has been a place to be creative and to affect New Zealanders. Now, before I came here to wait in the car park for an hour and a half in case something <laughs> went wrong. Yes. Thank you again. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thank me one more time before uh-huh. we with it. I sat in a cafe in Littleton, where I now live, and an interesting thing happened, which is important for a whole host of reasons. I perched on the end of a table. It was quite busy on a sad day. It's a farmer's market. And I said to these people, do you mind if I sit there? And there was a man and clearly his daughter. And they were going through what looked like a photograph album and talking away. And I was just reading my paper and scribbling things down for today's interview, uh, such as it is. And um, suddenly I realized there was a story. And the man who looked like a farmer, whose name is Wally, I don't know whether he's listening now or not, he was a bit tearful, and he said to me, oh, I'm sorry about this. Um, my daughter has done a f- short film, and it's about her twin brother who's got cancer. And while he kept saying to me, oh, I mustn't cry, and I thought, you know, it was a real Kiwi story, mm. and he was a real thing. Yeah. And that's what radio should be about. Yeah, and yeah. What you've done over the years. You see, there's two types of people in the world. There are creative, passionate people. You talk to Tim, you talk to Mr. Flanagan and so on and so forth, who have to struggle for years and years and years to get themselves heard. There are the other people who run the country, and I'm looking at the Black Friday lineup. Good God, I hate to think what's going to happen in New Zealand next few years. And I'm thinking to myself, you stood in the middle, but you were on the art side. So you nailed all these people, all the drones, all the people who bullshitted us, the people who have PR agents, who have people who misrepresent the truth, you were the one and have been the one who's actually nailed them. And that's what radio at its best should be about. And you've done it, what, for 32 years now, whatever it was? Not as long as you, Gaza. I know, and I do remember And you're still going. I know, and I remember very, very well at the Radio Awards about five years ago, the last one I went to, you said, at least there's one person older than me in this room, Gary McCormick. (laughs) (laughs) And amazingly, you're still older than me. I know. I don't know how that happened. Congratulations on your new gig, by the way. Oh, that's right. Listen, the whole on magic. Area, the whole vexed area of media now. It's much more complicated. I didn't want and to take you down that road, but feel free to stall it if you'd like to. <laughs> what I'm concerned about with the media in general is it's all been dumbed down. So now we have fewer and fewer places to go where um, the truth is revealed and people have the courage to be what they have to be. And it comes back to that thing about passion, which was talked about before. Um, we, every nation, every culture needs passionate people. I mean, you go back to the 60s, you have your Rolling Stones, your Beatles and so on and so forth. You have your writers, your artists. And they triggered a whole new cultural revolution, which in turn stopped politicians in their tracks, the Vietnam War, Springbok Tour, and blah, 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 blah. You were involved in all that. So we need artistic people with passion to lead the charge. What I'm worried about is the media is getting watered down now until it's just sort of, you know, basically warm, stale soup. And we don't have enough people who are passionate. And what really annoys me is that all the tides are are stacked against the passionate. And they always have been, right back to when the BBC refused to play the Rolling Stones, you know. that the, the, The drones in the hive try to stop the passionate people 
from being passionate and therefore changing the culture for something better. Now, what you have done over the years is you have highlighted this directly and indirectly. You have challenged the people in power to go, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Isn't there a new way of thinking about this? And that's what we need in the media, and I'm really worried that we're running short of it. And so I am sorry you're going, and it's not too late to turn back. But now that I realise that your memory has gone over the Tavistock Hotel... (laughs) You changed your mind. (laughs) Shall I wheel you out of the building, or what should we do? Um, Somebody has... Talking about Tim Minchin only waking up a minute before the interview. I hadn't heard this story, but they say a text. A friend of mine who had a very serious interview with Jesse Mulligan came down with a severe gastro bug, which caused her to rush to the bathroom do what you do when you have a serious gastro bug, throw up and knock herself out on the toilet. Her partner found her on the floor when she awoke and immediately gave a perfectly good interview, sitting in the damage she had created. (laughs) Now, those are the people that deserve the tributes this morning, I believe. They they do, they do. And one last story, Camille, because your name is so perfect. Dennis Glover once said to Sam Hunt, with a name like Sam Hunt, you had to be a no. poet. <laughs> he, did, he did, and then he named Sam's ambulance, which Sam used to drive around, called the Sambulance. Ah. Now, it's like you with your name. You had to be the broadcaster you are. You know, if you'd been the bank teller and someone I'd gone in to get a mortgage and they said, you're going to see Mrs. Kim Hill, I would have said, is there anyone else available? <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to be not. a broadcaster. <laughs> you would not. Are you enjoying yourself in Littleton? I am. It's my kind of town, really. I mean, I've lived in a lot of good towns. Gisborne, I grew up in Chitay Bay and Source, which I loved and wrote it and did a documentary about. Gisborne, I did a documentary about that. I mean, I did that wonderful, a wonderful period of surfing and wine and everything was going well. And Littleton is my kind of place now. I like to stagger around. Young children help me to a chair. Um, <laughs> the bar staff know me. They don't even ask for the drink. They know what I, what I like. It suits me. Really? It's like everybody mm. knows your name. And you have well, the usual... Even, no, that's actually, the other thing, Kim, is they just leave you alone, you know? They know better than to... They let you just have a quiet drink and a think and stare into the middle distance, which is what I enjoy doing. Somebody called John McCormack informs us that the Tavistock Tavern is no longer open in Waikaroo. No, like so many, sadly. I'm always turning up at places that used to be pubs, and I stand around for three or four hours, and, and then I find out there's no, no one in there. And then you, then you find out... all over New Zealand. Yeah, you find out it's a parking lot. That's yes. it. <laughs> That's right. So, Lovely talking to you, Kim. Look, excellent so to, to talk to you, Gary, and uh, see you soon, I hope. You will. Gary McCormick. And lots of you are welcoming Gary back on the airways and fondly remembering. Oh, yeah. Tell us about Kim's fridge. I remember that. He bust into my kitchen with the camera That's and right. started... Yeah, you're still there. there. You started. You started... There was nothing in the fridge, but in the freezer, you discovered... <laughs> This was, to my mortification, frozen macaroni cheese. <laughs> that was I remember sad. that. Yeah, Get I off. Do. Go away. <laughs> Gary McCormick.